This episode is brought to you by the Geek Therapy Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content. To become a patron, visit geektherapy.com slash Patreon. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. I'm Jose Cardona with Lara Taylor. Hey! Ali Matu. What's up? And Lauren Keller. Hello! Now, guys, I usually introduce the show as, as this is a celebration of geek culture and mental health. Uh, sometimes I, I change it up. Over the years, it's been different things because I, I change my mind a lot. Laura can attest to this. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, the mental health part is is just really, really important and a core to everything we do. And I feel like it's an uphill battle to always um, explain to people exactly what we mean when we mean mental health. Mm. So I want to put Lauren on the spot, first of all, and, and ask her. What? Uh, yeah. Like if, if someone asks you, what is mental health? How would you define that? What would you say mental health is? Uh. <laughs> and I put it, I'm putting you on the spot, right? Because you're, you, you, are. you don't have clinical training. So I'm curious how you would define it. Okay. How would I define mental health? Mental mm-hmm. health would be uh, the well-being and or illness of the mind okay okay um in specifically talking about our discussions we we tend towards addressing um mental illness representation and uh and then we tend to talk about things that help us achieve mental wellness which is also an aspect of mental health is the the good side not just the the pathologic side (laughs) Okay, that, that, that's good. I'm expecting a different answer for, from everybody. Did I do okay? <laughs> <laughs> My mental health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is this a stress we're, interview, Josue? We're, we're going to grade this oral exam later. <laughs> oh, dang. I'm much better at multiple choice, you guys. <laughs> this did D all of the above, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Laura, if someone asks you. Um... Mental health is the social and emotional well-being or difficulty of people in general. Um, Mostly, I mean, because of my slant, usually I I look at things from a relationship point of view. Uh, Being a marriage and associate marriage and family therapist means I focus on relationships, but that can be that can lead to anything. as far as mental health, everything, humans are social beings. So everything goes back to the relationships or lack thereof. So yeah, social, emotional, well-being or, or difficulties in those arenas. Okay. Ali, how would you define it? Um, I think it's historically been defined as the opposite of mental illness. Um, recently, I think there's, there's better definitions for it. I like I draw in from positive psychology and, and sort of the the science of happiness stuff. So I would be thinking about being able to experience positive emotion, joy, excitement, all of that kind of stuff, um, feeling uh, engagement. Um, so you're doing things that um, really invigorate you. Time goes by quickly. You experience flow, all that stuff. And uh, connection to meaning and purpose, uh, things that are larger than you and give your life meaning. And also being able to be resilient and and bounce back when you do experience stress or setbacks. Okay. Uh, Usually I I like to answer it as everything that has to do with our psychological, emotional, and social well-being. Usually that's that's where I leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to include those three because uh, I'm glad that Lara pointed out the the, the social part because that, that, that part's, um, I think it's core and I, I don't think it's mentioned often. Usually I think the psychological is like obvious and, and the emotional a lot of people get to, but the social a lot of people um, leave out. Uh, mentalhealth.gov has a definition, which is uh, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also determines how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. So mental health is really a catch-all 
right? I mean, I think it, it addresses lots of different things, but I, I'm glad that Lauren and, and Lara both mentioned it, it's like well-being, but also lack thereof, right? It could be, um, Ali, you said it was the opposite of mental illness. I think that when we're talking about health, illness and, and not being ill are all included in in health. To me, I, I wouldn't call it the, the opposite. And so I wanted to have this discussion because mental health just, I think, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but it tends to have a negative connotation, right? Like most people think mental health and they think mental illness. I think it depends on the crowd uh, that you're talking mm-hmm. to. Our crowd, um, at least in a lot of the the geek therapy networky stuff that um, the discussions that I have, I think it's it's defined as that that spectrum of, of all of these things. But I think you're right. If you're talking to a non-mental health audience, then mental health probably does imply some type of problem. Over the years, I've done more coaching than therapy. And that that brings a positive psychology uh, conversation into it, right? Where positive psychology had this idea, um, one, like one of the main core ideas is that, okay, like traditionally in, in clinical treatment, we take people from like a negative 10 all the way to a zero, maybe. And then once they're at zero, we're done. And that's it. But what about, can we take them to plus 10, right? Like there's still, there's still mental health there. Like we can, we can still help people not just not feel anxious, but we can help right. them thrive and, and be awesome and be better and feel better. And, and so that, that's why, yeah, like uh, my, my definition is also um, very, very informed by, by positive psychology too. How do you, so, Lauren, after hearing all these definitions, does, has anything changed in your mind? Would you have said anything differently if you would have come last? <laughs> I mean, I would have used better words, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, uh, mental health, for me, has always been sort of the umbrella term for both mental illness and mental wellness is okay. the, the term that I've come across the most in my schooling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Definitely, there tends to be more of a, a focus on the bad stuff, which makes sense because we want to help people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a psychology major. This is not uh, like the crowd that we're talking to. Like we we think about this kind of stuff all the time. So it's not like uh, asking like maybe one of our listeners would be really interesting to, to hear what they think. I get a lot of questions about mental illness for the most part. And and I, I want to have this discussion because there's so many areas where we can talk about making a healthier environment that doesn't necessarily mean that it's sick, like a better work environment, right? That's, that's not just stress-free, but that also allows people to thrive. You know, we can talk about the hours of, uh, that you start school, uh, kids at school at, right? Or something that can even, like scheduling and temperature and all these different things can affect uh, students' learning. It can affect so many different areas. And they're, all of that to me is, is mental health related. And I love those conversations about things that are are not just mental illness that are, that can help in in many different ways that aren't obvious and probably the social is one of the biggest ones that's why so many times here on the show we talk about representation like what does it mean to see yourself positively represented or negatively represented in in media like how how is that mental health and but it's super important right because it, it affects the way we see ourselves the way we see the world the way the world sees us the way it affects um it affects how we feel and and how people will act towards us and how we'll act and et cetera et cetera it, it's funny i have the same thing about psychology like psychology is everything right? <laughs> and, and in mental health like it's it, it is a huge umbrella term that can cover so many things so i just want to make sure that we that it's like clear that we're we want to you know we're, we're talking about positives in our case i think for the most part i actually tr- because uh, we try to stay away from diagnoses in particular like even when we talk about symptoms we talk about how relatable a symptom can be and maybe normalizing a lot of symptoms right because uh like making things seem worse than they are is also a problem or just educating about symptoms is also important so i was thinking about this as you're just talking this way and um it's interesting when when you have conversations with therapists across generations because uh, I, I was just when I was out a few weeks ago I, I did have a conversation with someone who uh, was has probably been practicing as a therapist for about 20 more years than I have and they said uh, the idea of mental health is a newer idea and early on in their career the only thing people were talking about was mental illness that there wasn't an idea of self-care there wasn't an idea of how you can promote wellness and how um, 
in different communities, you might have like wellness fairs and, and different type of things that you can do to get a, a check-in on mental health and learn ways to sort of improve yourself, kind of like what we have in physical health. And I think that's pretty interesting that this is, relatively speaking, a newer idea in the therapy world. In the world period, right? Like, yeah. like what's the equivalent of going to the gym in mental health? Self-care. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like like self-care could be physical self-care, mm-hmm. right? Like what what is what are examples of that in mental health? Well, I don't think it's quite so like the the idea in, in going to the gym is you're making yourself stronger and you're practicing and you're getting a workout. Like what is a self what's a mental health workout? Reading, being social, doing something you enjoy. I'm trying to come up with more cuz I had a whole list in my head and it's gone. but but no anything that makes you feel better and help you face what you're dealing with in the day or or get better or get better i I think that there's also a fair amount of overlap here Uh, there's a lot of separation between physical health and mental health but Mm -hmm. our Brains are part of our body, and when one is bad, it affects the other one. And and so, you know, you brought up going to the gym, and I'm like, that can absolutely mm-hmm. be, a, be a mental health power up. Like, right. Every kid I work with that's gone through, especially kids that go through trauma, all the kids I work with have been in, in some tough situations. I try to get them to do physical activities because you'll watch their their mental health and their behavior improve like exponentially just by getting them in a regular physical activity even something simple like yoga or or playing tag um it 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 helps i totally agree with you both <laughs> i guess what i what i meant is like when you look at a gym your association is like that's a place you go to get stronger and I think for a lot of the places that are good for our mental health and promote mental health wellness, I don't know if there's necessarily cultural associations made that this is a place that you go that does improve your mental health. You know, like, I don't know if there's a direct parallel there. And different things work for different people, too, which is, I guess, true of of a lot of physical activity as well. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's like a, a cultural... If you close your eyes and you think of where do you go to to get to improve your mental health? I mean, the answer is therapy. <laughs> but then there's there's a big old stigma against it, which you can you can apply that to going to the gym. Also, I know lots of people who you know work out but don't go to gyms at all. So I, I think there's still overlap there. So there's definitely a, a Venn diagram, right? There's a there's a part in the middle where certain uh, exercises would benefit both your physical and your mental health, mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, I, I like what you were getting at, Ali, with the idea of like, well, if you're going to the gym, you're exercising specific muscles mm-hmm. or you're achieving specific goals, right? Like I'm going to improve my stamina or I'm going to improve my deadlift, which is, so then I'm going to do leg workouts, right? And I'm going to do improve shoulder work or whatever, right? Like specific uh, muscle groups. So maybe if we look at different mental health uh, uh, properties the same way. Like, there's definitely ways that you can specifically address the social. There are ways that you can address the emotional, right? And you can become more more social, more more uh, better at, at reading emotions, better at right. controlling your own emotions. And I think that's where there isn't a place where you can just go and it's so easy, right? Because then I guess, like, you need... Maybe in in that case, in this, in this metaphor, the therapist is like a personal trainer that kind of gives you the routine, right? Depending on the kind of therapy you're getting, gives you a specific routine to exercise those muscles. Like I always tell people that the the real work happens between sessions. It 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 shouldn't be happening, or it probably isn't really happening in the session because there's a lot of time that you're not with me in session. And between sessions, there's all these things that you can do to really practice and then you check in with me again. And maybe I'm helping you develop an exercise routine. I I like this gym metaphor. (laughs) I have a friend of mine who her dream, uh, she's a, 
uh, she's a therapist, and her dream is to uh, partner with personal trainers and personal coaches and um, dietitians and open up a like a wellness center where it's part gym, part physical therapy, part um, mental health therapy, and all of these things. So you could come to one place and you can get it all in in one area. Um, and I would love for that to exist and for more things like that to exist. I'm so into that idea, like the holistic gym where you go and you, you do your weightlifting and then you go upstairs and that's the like socialized room where mm. you get to chat with people and then you go to a different room and have your intense personal therapy and then you go into a different room and you just chill out and listen to very calming music mm. and get a, a light snack yeah, there's a lot of people who have uh, that aspiration. I've when I had my own practice, there were there's always there's like so many things that you wish you could provide that you can provide, mm-hmm. and you wish you could have all these partnerships. And I and I know people who have started co practices like that. The problem is that then you're paying for like five different services in one place. None of them are like sharing resources. I mean, it could happen. I hope I hope like a Kaiser Permanente, but with like yoga and a hangout spot. That'd be wonderful. My friend, my friend tried to open one. She and her wife own a cafe, and next door, she's a therapist, so she had her therapy office there. And there was a like a small room that was like a studio, so they could do yoga. They brought a massage therapist in for certain times, and yeah. the, on a small scale, with just them running it and bringing in a couple people, it didn't. It wasn't a viable business, but um, but it was yeah. a really cool idea, and I think on a on a larger scale, it might work. Laura and I have the best idea, which is a comic book store on the first floor and our therapy offices on the second floor. Yep. Yep. We're 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 gonna yes. we're gonna do it, Josue. This has been discussed for years. And <laughs> and my wife is gonna run the comic shop, and mm-hmm. we're gonna do it. She just sends them upstairs. Yep. <laughs> I've got a similar idea that I've I've had for a while, which is I want to have a boba tea shop and a comic book store. With a therapy office in the back, and I've already I've already got the name for it. I want to do what you guys are doing, but with a with one more with thing. Boba. On top of it. <laughs> with boba, with um, boba. The name of the store would be Ali Boba. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna take that idea and I'm gonna add arcade. Done. <laughs> I like the way this escalated. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I always want to keep this type of conversation at the forefront of all our conversations on the show, right? That mental health is is just really important. It's a part of our everyday lives. And sometimes if we're talking about something that isn't or doesn't seem like it might be mental health related, I mean, I think I think this explains kind of where we're we're coming from. And I'm sure we'll reiterate this um over and over again. Like I've been I've been doing that for years, right? And and I think it's it's worth um, talking about. And I wanted to bring it up now because we're still, this is only like, what, the fourth time that, that the four of us have been together. And I I love the 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 different voices um, that, that uh, Ali and, and Lauren uh, bring to the conversation. Especially Ali, he challenges me every week. It's, it's, been, it's been rough. <laughs> it, got, it got boring with me and Josue agreeing on everything mm-hmm. and then yep. just bantering. Yep, that's yep. exactly why we needed to switch things up. <laughs> My favorite is when you when you both ended an episode by saying, "Yeah, so um, yeah, we're basically the same person." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. We we, we kind of are. And then we'd fuse, and then oh, we just go about our. You do this yeah. dance when you have to sync up. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, whoosh, yep, yep. <laughs> it's the same exact dance. Great, great segue. <laughs> how how far into Steven Universe are you now, Ali? I'm um uh on a. Episode, I think, 45. Laura, what about you? <laughs> I just finished season three. Uh, How many episodes is that? Is that like 75 or something? Uh, yeah, it's somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah. around there. Because the no. first season's 50, the second one is 20-something. Uh, so that's like yeah. 100 episodes. Oh, oh you're already 100 in. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm averaging about 20 to 25 episodes a week. Um, okay. <laughs> I would watch more if I could... Um, I'm watching them on Hulu, and you can't download an episode on Hulu. If I could, I would watch more on the subway. So apparently, you have YouTube Red, right? No? I do have YouTube Red. So Lara's watching it on YouTube. What? On yep. the Cartoon Network YouTube. What? So, so you could download it on YouTube Red. Oh, my gosh. Done. 
Guys, 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 I just, I I figured it out. I figured out what the equivalent of going to the gym for mental health is. It's called watching Steven Universe. (laughs) (laughs) Can I I just share a few Steven Universe things real quick? Yes, please. Um, Sure. (laughs) So I'm kind of in the point with season two, there's more stuff that's being revealed. And uh, there's so many layers to this show. I, I don't want to dive too much into it because I know we're going to have larger Steven Universe episode. Um, but I love this show so much, and I love the character. And when you're when you're talking about mental health, I mean Steven in every episode is just always always making decisions that are about relationships, about helping someone else, that are compassionate. Um, gosh, what a great character. Thank you so much for introducing this show to me. I love this show. Emotions are at the forefront of, of like everything that happens. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'll say one last thing, which is um, I have this playlist that uh, of songs that I sing to my daughter. And there is now a Steven Universe song on that playlist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Dear Old Dad. <laughs> there we go. That song breaks my heart in the best way possible every time I hear it. There may be more before this this uh, mm-hmm. your run mm-hmm. is done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So usually I would take a break right now, but I'm going to just add add music to the back of this and have you guys do kind of an impromptu ad with me. Okay. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. So I want to plug the the Patreon. Uh, it's February. It's a new month, so we got a new book club. This month we're reading the Runaways. Yeah. Have any of you read uh, the original Runaways comic? We're reading the original. Oh, the yeah. original 2003. Yeah. Written by, I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> but you're reading it. Is it no, Brian K. Vaughn. Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. what? Yes, the yeah. writer of Saga. Mm-hmm. Also a writer oh. on Lost for a while. This is really good stuff. They just made a series on Hulu. So that's going to be the book club for this month. We're going to do the first graphic novel. Nice. And it's a current renewed, like the, it's a current comic book. They're doing, they're redoing it. But the original, it's, I think it'll be good to read it and then compare. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a relaunch now. Yeah. Um, and and over the years, the characters have appeared a little bit, right? There were there were for like a few arcs, they were they were really prominent, but then then they kind of just faded into different teams, like Young Avengers and, and different areas. So there's a whole new team now of uh, Runaways, but it is but it's so so good. Um, and and I, I can't wait to revisit it. So check out the GT Book Club on Patreon. Uh, it's Patreon.com/slash/GeekTherapy for just one dollar a month. You can you can you can. Get all sorts of exclusive content, including the GC Book Club. Now, the second part of this is this is just as much an ad, but we don't get anything from this. This is just like a real plug. I highly recommend getting Marvel Unlimited, mm-hmm. which is $10 a month. You get access to practically every single Marvel comic that has ever been published up to six months ago. And I highly recommend it, one, so you can have access to the Runaways comics, so we can... Uh, uh, read it together on the book club, but also Black Panther's out in two weeks. Yes. And yeah. you can access most of um, Tanahasi Coates' run Which is on amazing. Black Panther. Yeah, on, on that for just 10 bucks a month. Like, just do it for one month. Join us, read some Black Panther, join us for runaways. I think I think it's a good deal. I don't even we don't even get a commission for that one. That's just a that's just a pro just tip. do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. <laughs> All right, so the next topic or the next segment, Media Matters. And I'm not going to start with Ali because mm-hmm. I think that one might take a while. So I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> because Ali talks a lot. Uh, that's not what I said. Can uh, we rename <laughs> the podcast Ali Talks a Lot? <laughs> I could add it as a subtitle. <laughs> All right, Laura, what do you have for Media Matters? Uh, for Media Matters, I guess I'm going to go into kind of the the connection we made earlier about mental health and, and the crossover with uh, physical health. Mm. Um, I was watching this week another one of my procedurals. <laughs> I watched Grey's Anatomy. I'm going to talk about that again. Um, and this week, I've, I felt like it was a really important message. Um, the whole episode is surrounding um, Dr. Bailey, who's the chief of surgery in, in the hospital, her having going to another hospital and telling them that she's having a heart attack. Um, they, they show... That it's it seems like it's just indigestion. That's what she told her husband, who she's been arguing with. There's a whole story thing. But she goes into the ER and says, I am Dr. Miranda Bailey. I'm the chief of surgery at Grace Law Memorial. I think I'm having a heart attack. And 
it's going through all this stuff about how women present differently when they have heart attacks and how it is dismissed as stress and they're sent home and they die of heart attacks um, because they are not getting the proper treatment because they present very differently from men. And I thought it was an important message um, and they just like kept reiterating over and over again, like, She's a doctor. She knows what she's talking about. But then there would be flashes of like, I mean, the show is ridiculous. It's been on for, what, 13, 14 years. She's been through a lot and it flashes through all these things about her being through hospital sieges with with guys with guns and, and people dying in her life and all these things. But in reality, she really did was having a heart attack and she acknowledged that she has OCD and she's on medication and they were just dismissing of things. I, I just thought it was it was a really important message to uh, pay attention to that. Uh, and I, I'm glad that it's getting like widespread national like a lot of people watch this show. So it's one of those PSA episodes. It's a P- like. They've been yeah. doing a lot of those lately. Um <laughs> But as far as, like, can you imagine being a renowned surgeon and and having your medical opinion about yourself just being dismissed? And you're like, no, I know my body. I know that I'm having a heart attack. You need to rerun this test. You need to do it this way because I'm a woman and I don't present things diff- th- this way. And just having your your whole opinion being blown off by someone because they think that you should just be like your your presentation of a heart attack should be like a man i don't it's tough uh and and my mom passed away of a heart attack when i was young and the episode really hit me hard uh and because i love miranda bailey she's a huge geek she starts quoting uh star wars and star trek (laughs) in the episode i think so it was uh it was it's good but just noting that, like, these are things that need to get talked about um, yeah. and and that representation of things that are happening in people's lives and that if more people were aware, maybe we could stop some people from having medical issues unnecessarily. Bejo Sway, it's, it's funny that you called it a, a PSA episode because I was just reading an article for, uh, for homework and it was talking about... Um, it was comparing dramatic, uh, ed- they called it edu- education entertainment or entertainment education. Edutainment is edutainment. The, short, <laughs> the short version. But basically comparing having um, a dramatized PSA with characters that you relate to, for example, in Grey's Anatomy, versus a like 60 Minutes like information only and how people will actually um, take in information a lot, a lot, a lot better through dramatized versions. This study was sort of trying to suss out specifically why that was, but the the sort of main support there is when, when it is dramatic, when there is a narrative that you get invested in, uh, you spend less time and energy thinking about how the thing is wrong and instead you just accept it because it's part of the story and then that plants a little seed into your brain where it actually accepts those things as true and depending on how powerful the narrative is can change not only your your knowledge of it straight up but also your attitudes and behaviors damn right that's what media matters is all about Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that's what media matters is all about Yeah, I like it. I I love that um, that story, Laura. I, I my um, my wife was watching Greatest Anatomy this week, but I I totally missed that completely. I think I was like uh, cleaning the kitchen at the time, so I, I totally didn't pick up on any of that. But I I love that for many reasons, and and one big one is just because of um, healthcare discrepancies. Um, our knowledge and research is so based largely on young, healthy, white men. um, And so much of this stuff doesn't apply to others. And in my work, I often um, 
see ADHD being missed in young girls and young women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it often gets diagnosed later in life because the classic idea of ADHD. Girls don't get ADHD. Exactly. It's a boy thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the the classic symptoms that people are looking for for ADHD, it plays out differently in girls. So there's so many discrepancies or uh, uh, not discrepancies, healthcare. Is that what I'm? Healthcare discre- Differences? Healthcare differences. There's a term. <laughs> a term. Yeah, there's there like is a, a term. NI, there's an official NIH term that I can't think of. Friday night. I think it's healthcare discrepancy. Or no, disparities. There you go. Nailed it. Oh, words. There we go. It started um, with the D. It, I <laughs> knew there was a D in there, but there's so many disparities across um, across gender, across um, sexuality, across race. Um, so it's awesome to hear that Grey's Anatomy is tackling that. They tackle like everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After but, 13 years, but, yeah. Yeah. But I love that the entire episode was focused on just that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out, Lauren, because it, 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 it'll help to back that up. Actually, send me a link. Okay. I'll please. send you my homework. <laughs> yep. Send me your homework. I mean, literally, I, that, I was doing that earlier this gotcha. evening. So it's like it's right on the forefront of my brain. <laughs> And Josue, that reminds me of the debate you and I had about is edutainment educational? There's a video on YouTube about this on Ali's uh, YouTube channel, The Psych Show, where we discussed is edutainment, like are we are we actually teaching anybody anything? With, right. Mm-hmm. Like th- this, the argument wasn't should we be more dramatic? <laughs> like should we dramatize? Should we should we act it out? It's it's good to know. Like there's a lot of uh, about education, about the the science of education that is. Most of the time, we don't teach people the best way for them to learn. Right. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and is that good? Is that bad? Does that matter? Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lauren, uh, what did you bring? My Media Matters this week is I watched the movie Stepsisters on Netflix, mm. and it was real fun. Um, I like dance movies, so it was enjoyable. Oh, wait, 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 because it's about like a step group? Not stepsisters? Okay. Oh, okay, I, didn't, so. I didn't catch that either. <laughs> okay. I'll I've it. seen the preview, so I, oh. I know. <laughs> um, but, but it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a dance movie. It's a movie about, like, how the power of dance brings people together, which, you know, that's fun. Um, and they, they get into some, some race stuff, which is, is always interesting. Uh, but the thing that, that really stood out to me is, is near the end of this movie... Um, the main character's mother apologizes for being like overbearing and pushy and uh, sort of mean and straight up says like it's something I've been addressing in my therapy sessions Mm. how I'm jealous of how you're able to be more of a free spirit than I was and it's something that I'm working on and I was I kind of like teared up a little bit because one it was a nice example of like therapy helping people like address their relationships and improve them and and self-reflect in positive ways um but also it was it was a a black family and i I don't see that kind of representation um very frequently if at all of like positive therapeutic interventions um but yeah that was really nice i like it yeah last week we couldn't think of any positive examples and (laughs) i found like 10 this week (laughs) right right awesome (laughs) lauren is this at all related to the step up series i don't think it's actually related but it's definitely the same uh genre and like the narrative arc is pretty much identical across all of those movies I thought there would be something here about step siblings. Oh, so I mean, okay. If I'll get a little bit more personal with it, um, <laughs> my my actual stepsister is half black, and she was raised by her white mom, my my stepmother, and and I am white, and my dad is white, and uh, there is a line in the movie Stepsisters where the main character said part of the reason that she joins the um, historically black sorority is because sort of as a a way to prove her blackness. And um, she said something along the lines of like she had been tired of being called Oreo. Mm. 
And uh, I had this big emotional response to that because I, at that moment, remembered when I was a kid, I said something like that to my sister. And frankly, how fucked up that was. And it's something that I've I've felt guilty about and I've apologized for. Uh, and I don't even know if that was something I really had the context or understanding of what I was saying or if I was just parroting something somebody else had said. But it really it really put that into um, perspective for me of how how damaging that phrase can be to a woman trying to find her space in in a, a world that is not fair to people of color. And uh, yeah, I definitely um, that was my my stepsister stepsister moment. Actually, I mean, not really related, but all of my stepbrothers are black from both of my parents' remarriages. And I don't know, I think I think I have a, an interesting perspective on, on race compared to most people that I know also because of that. Very yeah. interesting. It, it's also just another great example of how important it is to have different, um, uh, to have stories that represent different types of families in media and for us mm-hmm. to be able to to see ourselves and the the br- broad range of families that exists out there on TV like you know there's, there's a backlash lately about uh, commercials with mixed families and i'm like <laughs> i'm like I'm, my family's mixed like what are, what, what are you talking about <laughs> like it happens <laughs> it's it's not that uncommon uh to me, anyway, I see it that way. Actually, um, in the the GT book club that we did for for January, the game that we played was called Oxenfree, and it it was really interesting that the main character and there's like four main characters, but the one that you play as, she's in this um, adventure with her brand new stepbrother. Like their parents just got married, and she's meeting her stepbrother for the first time, and then this is the first night that they like hang out, and just just the context that one of the characters in your group is your new stepbrother felt was so strange. Mm. Um, I'd never seen that in any in any sort of story before. And I thought I thought it was great. Very different. Okay, Ali. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay, so before you start, right? Uh, so like Mini Matters, I, what I think is really important about them is not that they're just examples that are relatable, but that they are conversation starters. Yeah. And when it was just Laura and me, usually we completely agreed that something was either a positive or a negative example. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first times where we have something that I think we can see it as both a positive and a negative. Right. And this yeah. is something that uh, I brought up on the Slack group um, just like hours ago. I was like, oh, okay, I'll put this as my power up. I was originally placing it for the third segment. And um, you and I had a little bit of discussion about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I saw your point. I still see my point, too, and um, I want to discuss this because now at this point, I'm not sure where it is. Uh, (laughs) I think it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, Ali, you know how to light a fire under Josue. Like, the the notifications were going off like crazy for a while there. Oh, man. Um, that should be a Patreon exclusive, some screenshots of Josue and I having these debates. Um, or our text messages. <laughs> right. No one, needs to, no, no one needs to see those. No one needs to see our post-Star Trek Discovery text messages. No. <laughs> um, usually it's just a lot of confused emojis. But uh, So I saw a video on Funny or Die's YouTube page uh, called Love Ballad to your therapist. And this has this features uh, Kristen Bell who we've talked about in past episodes from um The Good Place, right? Yes. Um it also features uh, Yvette Nicole Brown who I'm sure has come up on this podcast in the past probably about community and her role there. So it is uh, probably a 3 minute video where um uh, Yvette Nicole Brown is playing a psychologist, and uh, it's the end of a therapy session. And she and Kristen Bell is the patient, and um, she says, "Oh, by the way, uh, we're out of time, and I'm going to be going on vacation, so I'm going to be out, um, and that's it." And then I'd like to point out that you no, know, first Kristen Bell says, "You know," and the stress was really overwhelming, <laughs> and Yvette Nicole Brown goes, "Mm-hmm, oh." Uh, that's it for today. Right, right. I have to go for two weeks. Right. <laughs> Continue. Right, right, right. And then um, Kristen Bell proceeds to uh, sing a love ballad to her therapist about um, 
how much she cares about her, how much she cares about the therapy, how supportive she is about her taking vacation time, um, how much she's happy that she gets insurance reimbursement. Um, <laughs> and it, it kind of goes on from there. And it, I should say it's uh, I love you, but not in a romantic way. Um, I forget what she says, but it's it's in a like, I, I think just, she says, I wish you could be my mom. Yes. Yes. That's what yeah. she says. So. Originally, here here's where I was originally, and then this way I'm going to turn it over to you. So first, I thought, hey, what I like about this is it, I'm I'm seeing it from the perspective of a therapist. I've also been in the role of um, a client or a patient in my life too, but right now I was mainly watching it th- through the lens of a therapist, and I love that it's showing therapists uh, someone who is going on vacation. I've always struggled with this myself taking time off encouraging my trainees to take time off encouraging other colleagues to take time off um it is uh it features a black woman in the role of uh someone who has an advanced degree and is the therapist oftentimes in media the therapist is still shown as a white older male um, I like that it also highlights the difficulty of privacy and the sort of one-sidedness of the intimacy that exists in therapy often, where the therapist knows a lot about you, but you don't know that much about the therapist and um, the desire to know a little bit more and how the insurance has changed that. And I also like that it sort of brought up the idea of insurance and reimbursement. And just one last thing is I like the idea that it's just showing someone who really cares about their therapist in that relationship and it's just um it's showing therapy in a little bit of a funny light so those are some of the things i liked it and i was like hey everyone i want to share this as my power up and then Josue saw my messages and then he had some thoughts i want to i want to note that he just responded with an emoji So, so, so you're saying you see like this is a lot of positive things in this video, right? Right, a lot of things that aren't usually talked about, and and it's addressing them with comedy. So, so there's some levity to it, that type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and a catchy I, I song, it, and a catchy song, with with two like key culture icons, right? Right. Veronica Mars. We got we got uh, um, Nicole Brown is not only from Community, she's on Cosplay Melee on Sci-Fi. I've never watched it, but I know guys, the show. you all are forgetting that Kristen Bell was in Frozen. Oh, she right. is. Yes, she is. She's, she is Anna. Forget all yes. the rest of it. It's all about This is true. That. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, when you said it was a, it was your power up, I was like, huh, that's interesting. I, I find the video disturbing, and and what I found disturbing was uh, a few different things because as an example of like if I'm if I'm looking at it as a therapist, um, a few things made me feel uncomfortable. One, uh, we're making light of a client who to me seems to be showing like an unhealthy uh, affection towards the therapist. She's looking at her um, at her social media feeds, uh, looking up her information online and fantasizing about the the therapist and thinking about what her time is like. Um, she wishes she was her best friend and she shows this BFF uh, um, uh, what is it charm split in half with two hearts. She has right? the therapist paint a painting of herself of her. She has the, the therapist paint a painting <laughs> of herself. Yeah. Right. So all that stuff. So like as a therapist, I find that very disturbing. Right. I'm like, man, I would not really like to make light of this type of situation because this this can be a potentially problematic situation. As the let me see, I have I have some notes. Let me see. <laughs> pages and pages um, of notes. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> um, but like as as a therapist, like that. Yeah. So, so I found that that disturbing, right? Like just making light of something that actually does happen, right? A lot of clients do want to have a, like th- the boundaries get blurred and they want a different type of relationship and some will look you up and try to find you and try to, um, and, and then you have these dual relationship problems, right? We have an ethics code that addresses, uh, all of this. And, and so like, I don't think that's a good representation of what a, a healthy, um, therapeutic relationship is. And then seeing it as the client, uh, like that part at the beginning where she's literally like, she's like, her arms are crossed, like, uh, Kristen Bell's arms are crossed and she's like, like if she's cold, she's like rubbing her arm, but at the same time she's, she's like talking about, so she says, you know, when the video starts, she just says, oh, you know, and the stress is so overwhelming. And the therapist just goes, mm-hmm, okay, well, that's our time for today. First of all, like, oh, that's, that's horrible. Like as a client, like that would put me off so badly. Like, oh, my, my, my therapist doesn't even care. And then the fact that she said, oh, um, yeah, by the way, I'm not even 
going to be here for the next two weeks. And Kristen Bell is surprised. It's not like, oh, remember that I'm going on vacation. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be here for the next two weeks. Oh, what <laughs> is her reaction? And it's like, yeah, we'll just pick up where we left off uh, in two weeks. It was like so there was no like empathy there. It was so cold that like it, I think it makes therapists not look good. I've never seen anything like that. Usually it's like, I'm not going to be here this week. Here's a number for someone mm-hmm. you can call if I'm not here. And you've heard about it like way ahead of time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, and like anytime I'm in that situation, like I'm telling people as far in advance as possible, right? Sometimes you get sick, whatever, but like, just like, she's like, Oh, I'm traveling for two weeks. Did I not tell you? Oh, okay. I'm not going to tell you. And I've had that situation where clients like, it's, it, they don't react well to something like that. Right. Where it's like, what do you mean you can't like see me like things happen, right? Like an office closes, there's some sort of event, something happens, right? Like it's not, I don't know. I did not like the way that was represented. So even though it's funny or die, it's a song. It's funny. I do think it, it's, it's kind of funny. But then the more I thought about it, the more it just, it just kept bothering me so bad. Like I just saw negative examples all the way through. <laughs> that was, I think that was all my notes. Well, so I I'm, I agree with you about about uh, I I agree with you all about all of that. At the same time, like I also don't take it too seriously. And um, if we do want to take it seriously, those issues do come up. And one of the things that I like about this video is um, it points to some of the problems here with the therapist. They um, they need to this therapist needs to look at their online identity. Uh, maybe they need to control it a little bit more. Maybe they need to make some things private or realize they're public and then um, knowingly and intentionally share the kind of things that they want to have shared with the public, knowing their patients will probably get access to it. And the other thing, too, is these are issues that come up in therapy. But what if this is just this is in the middle of them working on this? This is not the end point of the therapy. But what if they're in the middle of working on these kind of issues. Well, I don't think they're working on the client's affection toward her. Like from what I can tell in the video, this is, and that seems to be, that's the issue in the video, right? The fact that she, again, seems to have an unhealthy um, affection towards, towards her therapist. I think that making light of that is again, problematic and worrisome. Because that's not even like what they were discussing. I can't, we can't tell, like now we're really reading into it. Like, does she know? Does she know <laughs> that her client is writing a love ballad about her? Did she, did Kristen Bell send this to her? <laughs> I mean, and like, it's such a delicate relationship, right? Because the, depending on how you look at it, either the client or patient is in the care of this person. And, and now they have this unhealthy relationship, potentially, at least from the client's perspective, not necessarily from the therapist's perspective. Or this, um, the therapist is, is, you know, providing a service to this person. So either way, there's a professional or, um, you know, medical relationship here that is like, there's some boundaries, you know, and if, if, like, how does it affect your work as a therapist when your client, um, feels that way? And that's, that's probably a broader discussion, but I don't think it's something to, it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> to make light of it in, in, in that sense. Like, I, I think I think it's super problematic. I would be very worried about something something like that. Well, what's, I think what's funny about our conversation and comparing it to last week, I, I remember last week saying, oh, I don't really like to watch TV shows that feature therapy because I spend all day doing that. And then, <laughs> like, here I am, like, eating up this, like, funny or die video <laughs> that's making fun of therapy. And for me, it's something... As a therapist, seeing that video, it's something ridiculous and cathartic for me. Um, and I think you, you um, in our Slack thread, said, I'm not going to yuck your yum because because of that, because you knew it was something that was giving me some kind of joy, just the humor mm-hmm. of it. Um, but, so I, but now it's on Media Matters, so it's 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 <laughs> But now it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, but, but I... Yeah, you have challenged me in a way to think about, okay, now what is the consequence of this? And I was looking at the comment section of that video, and it's mixed. There there are some comments that are more reflective of my side of this. There are some comments that are more reflective of your side. And then there's some YouTube comments that are like, this is dumb. Um, (laughs) There's there's that. Why does she sound like Anna from Frozen? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I think the jury's out on this. And I think it's a little bit of of all of the above. 
I disagree. I think I think it's <laughs> I think it's just a problem from from beginning to end. I don't know. It's I it, it, I find it disturbing. That was that was my initial reaction. You asked for more. You ha- you got it. <laughs> Lauren, did you have a chance to watch this video? I did. I did, and I definitely see where both of you guys are coming from. It is a uh, a complex topic in general. On the one hand, um, I you know we keep talking about this. I want I want more representation of of therapy in the media because the more that it's normalized as a thing that happens, then hopefully more people will you know be all like, oh, I could do that thing and and go to therapy and and find somebody who they jive well with. Uh, Maybe not on the love ballad level, but, you know, uh, on, on a way where they feel safe and secure and able to address, you know, emotional issues or how to improve their well-being. Um, uh, I have some conflicted feelings about um, uh, the, the proper terms are transference and countertransference. And no, I do not remember which one goes which way, but it has to do with the relationship between um, a therapist and their client and how very easily that kind of emotional intimacy can quickly turn into uh, sexual or romantic intimacy. Um, and, and it's something that is like a legit issue within the field of psychology. I mean, what, like on the um, the APA journal, don't they have like a shame page in the back where it's like people who had their licenses revoked? Right. Mm-hmm. And the APA monitor. Yeah. 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 And so it's like this is a, a legitimate issue that, you know, people should know about and, and it should be addressed. But I wish that that wasn't like the go to when you talk about therapy and then the, you know, the issues that can arise from it is immediately like, oh, yeah. And then the old therapist man bangs the hot bipolar girl or whatever. And it's sort of frustrating that that is always kind of the go-to, but then it's like, it is an issue that needs to be, I don't know, it's complex, complex feelings. And to the, to the credit of the video, it, it says it's not romantic, right? Like she wishes she were her best friend. And Yeah, but but the, the uh, obsessively checking all of your social media feed feels pretty... Like, not even just Facebook and Twitter. It went to, like, Venmo, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... It did. It did. <laughs> and she's thinking about, like, what it's like to... Like, what her yeah. husband is like, and, and... Yeah. But I love... I See, I love that, because I do these... Um, these workshops for um, for psychologists to um, to get them to think about this stuff and to get them to think about how they're using social media. And I could see myself play this video and then have a pretty lively discussion and get people to think about these consequences of how they're using Venmo and what they're making public and what they're not um, that they wouldn't necessarily have without this video. See, but I don't I don't have a problem with a client looking me up online and finding information. The problem is when they friend me online. The problem is if they're joining the groups I'm joining. The problem is like that that's a whole other level of it, right? Um like what is actually happening versus this this girl is fantasizing about this uh relationship that she's going to have or that she could have with with the the therapist and is imagining all these things um about about her life like i I think it's two separate things the the infatuation and fantasizing versus the actual googling and looking up and like it's it's something that we have to juggle right as therapists we like those boundaries are something that even is something as simple as like i've had adult clients who want to friend me on playstation like, oh, you play Destiny? I want to play Destiny. Can we play Destiny together? I'm like, no, no, we cannot. <laughs> you know, and then you have a, a discussion about that. But like, like I, I'm, I, like you, you and I have had conversations about this before, Ali, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we are well aware of of the public um, persona that we have, mm-hmm. right? And what is visible and what's available online, and what we put there and what we don't put there. Mm-hmm. Other therapists don't don't understand that. But I don't know. I think it's two two separate things. I like Lauren what you're saying here that we we need more representation of um, 
of uh, therapy in the media. And if we had more representation, we probably wouldn't be so happy or so quick to point out the the good and bad here. If there were, if there were diverse representations, we'd probably be talking about those other representations and not not this. Like it's been a few weeks now where we're talking about these examples and. You know, Josue, you said you found more, but there still aren't enough examples um, to draw. Yeah, but this week was surprising. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like like a quick one. um, Laura and I are watching a show called Atypical on Netflix. Yeah. And although there are some issues of like the client is like having feelings for the therapist. But in this context, I think it makes a little more sense, though. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to see. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm not ready to look at like, oh, this is a horrible representation of therapy. On the contrary, I think, um, first of all, the the therapist is Asian, which is something that you don't see every day on TV. And I think that like she's doing a really good job. And the family and everybody around them, including the client, recognizes that the therapy is helping. And we're actually seeing that play out through throughout the series how they're dealing with something brand new. I think mm-hmm. I really like it. And and uh, my, my actual example for, for Media Matters this week is the latest episode of Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, man. Was this this was an, an episode almost entirely about therapy. Evan, the, the youngest son, he gets in trouble at school for throwing glitter at some girls. And uh, so he goes to see the school counselor and he tells the, the counselor, like, uh, I, don't, I don't need counseling. And <laughs> the counselor says, uh, don't think of it as counseling, Evan. Think of this as... Um, a safe space where we can throw glitter at each other <laughs> verbally. <laughs> and it's, like, and it's it, it was really silly. And when I saw it at first, I was like, come on, like you're making us look bad. Your kids look stupid. But at the same time, like he's nine years old and he's just trying to make him comfortable. And mm-hmm. and so I, I came around because the rest of the episode, right? First of all, Mr. Tim is black. So diversity. Second, he helps Evan. And you see the process of him helping Evan realize that he's uh, stressed and overwhelmed at school. And then the mom comes in, okay, to the picture because she hears that the son went to, to therapy and she runs into the office and she yells at him, I did not give consent. You cannot counselor therapy, my son. <laughs> so they address uh, consent. They, say, they address like her concerns as a parent. Uh, she accuses him of hypnotizing her son. <laughs> Uh, but then, and Mr. Tim's like, listen, I, pr- I provide a safe, judgment-free space for Evan to share his feelings. And it's my job to help Evan know Evan. And he talks to the mom, explains it. And, but, but the mom isn't having it. She goes and she tries to do the opposite, like tell him all the opposite, uh, at home, tries to undo all the work. And then the kid ends up having a panic attack. So she comes back to the therapist and tells him like, listen, I, I come, to, I've come to accept that maybe what you were doing was helpful. Um, and what I was doing was not helpful. She tells him that she wants him, like she, she's willing to accept that uh, it might be helpful, but she wants him to give her a detailed account of everything that, that is said in therapy. And Mr. Tim responds with, that's not how this works. I tell my therapist everything and nothing leaves that room. And the mom says, you go to a therapist. That's like a barber going to a barber to get his haircut. Mr. Tim responds, well, how do you think barbers get their hair cut? <laughs> Super simple, but he's addressing like all of these uh, concerns that parents have about therapy and people in general have about therapy and misconceptions about therapists. And in the end, like they, they both agree that they just like his, his job, like what his, his goal is that he just wants to give uh, the kid the tools he needs to succeed. And the mom's like, yeah, that's what I want for him too. And they come to this like great, understanding about oh how therapy can be helpful my son could use it and by the end of the episode the mom is like bragging to a neighbor and she's so happy that her son is going to therapy because now he has the tools he needs to succeed because it's very important for her for her kids to succeed and and then she starts bragging about uh, like famous people who, who who go see therapists and it was this was the whole episode like it was incredible to see this positive in, in my opinion uh, representation of a therapeutic relationship um, from the beginning and addressing it with the parents and seeing a parent's uh, process um, and the kids process too of being resistant to it and then accepting of it and then understanding of how positive you know therapy can be i loved it i, I rewatched it immediately after i watched it again so i could take notes it was really really good last week we talked about like there aren't enough examples of this 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 came at the perfect time gosh mm-hmm. Josue, right before i uh, came here to record with you all yeah. I was watching an episode of Fresh Off the Boat. It's one of my yeah. wife and my favorite shows to watch together. Mm-hmm. I think they yeah. had two episodes this week. 
and yep. we had to choose between them. I chose the other episode and not oh. this episode. <laughs> we watch we watch you episode about them. Poorly. I did, I did, because the other episode's like okay. It's about Michelle Kwan losing at the Olympics and the, the impact that has on the family. Um but that's oh. that's great. I'm gonna watch it as soon as we finish recording. Um, yeah. I love this I, show I, I, so much. I avoided some of the the jokes, assuming that that you didn't see it yet. <laughs> but uh, so you'll still find it funny. But uh, it was so good. It was so like it's one of the best. Like it's it's a 20 minute episode that goes through this whole process. Yeah, and and fresh off the boat is great. I love it. I've I've talked about it quite a few times on the show. I really like it. Also, like if you haven't seen the show, it's an Asian family going to a black school counselor. Um, it was it was great. There's so much good stuff to fresh off the boat. They had a fantastic episode a few weeks ago about um, the the neighbor. She's a um, a teenage girl about her coming out as being gay to her father, and it was really well done. And it didn't it wasn't promoted well on ABC, um, but they they did it um, really well. And there's something cool about fresh off the boat where it's takes place in the 90s so it's hitting all this 90s nostalgia i know this way that was something you were talking about in a previous episode um but it's also doing things in the 90s kind of as we wish they were through the lens of how they would be done today um it's 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 cool and i also love that they're taking a term that was uh um and is some sometimes is a derogatory term for um asians often and it's trying to reown that term um in uh some of the same way that we've seen in other communities so it's a great show yeah i think i think the the coming out episode was good too i mean i'm not gay i've never come out of the closet so i'm always curious if I, if my uh, uh interpretation of what happened was actually pretty good or not so i'd love to hear from anybody else who who's seen that episode and thinks if it was good or not but i i love that episode it's <laughs> <was> so good <laughs> so good i won't ruin the joke uh at the bar it's nope. so good no ruining jokes. No Don't more do ruining jokes. Okay. Don't yuck my yum right. jokes. <laughs> no, no yucking of yums. So uh, now for our final segment, which I think we should just call Geek Therapy, which is because I think it makes sense. I like Power Up. No, 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 no. I know, but it's, it's like- It's not just Power Ups. No, no, I know. It's like the segment is Geek Therapy. Like it could be like a Power Up for you or a suggestion for listeners, you know? Wait, is that like, like a- Example. Is that a callback to our first segment? Like what we're talking about? Like it's all about mental, mental health, Ali. Yeah, that's all what I mean. Everything. Callback, callback, yeah. callback. That's what the show is about. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should call it. Oh gosh, we don't have enough time to go to the QQ. We should call it. Oh yeah, QQ. we're definitely out of time, and I can't go to the QQ. <laughs> yeah. It's the segment. How do you spell that again, Josue? <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Um, thanks to James who wrote into the QQ. Thank you for spelling out the QQ. <laughs> QQ is spelled letter Q, letter Q. I'm talking about the question Q. <laughs> when we have time at the end, we will definitely pull from uh, the question Q. So go to geektherapy.com slash QQ and ask us a question or, or a comment, and we'll address it on the show. As Lauren said, when we have time. Okay, so, Laura, what you got? Well, I was going to talk about Atypical, just because it's what I've been watching. And, oh, yeah. and uh, I think it's something people should check out. It's only... Eight episodes, one mm-hmm. season, eight episodes or half hour episodes, so it should be pretty easy to get through. Yeah. Um, the only reason I haven't powered through it is because I'm still watching Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so far, I've really enjoyed Atypical. Um, I have some issues with the mom. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh. But I can't wait to to finish watching it and get a chance to, to talk about it with you. And, yeah. 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 Me too. Some of the relationships in that show are so great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Lauren, what you got? Okay. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I have been playing a mobile game called Hungry Hearts, and it is a, um, like, clicker food game. Uh, there's some resource management, um, but it has... Uh, way more story to it than I expected from this type of game and I've been really enjoying uh, playing it in my downtime it's also pretty cute and I really like Japanese food so I get to make a lot of Japanese food (laughs) (laughs) the mobile game is making you feel good this week yeah 
Cool. I uh, I also have a game uh, to talk about this week. I was I had a stomach flu, so for between twenty four and forty eight hours, I was really, really, really sick. Horrible fever, Oof. just the worst. And um, I started playing a new game this week called Monster Hunter World. And <laughs> there was there was a time when you, like you just like going to the bathroom and your fever is crazy. Like you don't want to move. You can't do much. So I'm sitting there playing this game and there was something, there's a mechanic in the game where on, on any quest, like you're hunting monsters in this game. It's called monster hunter. It's it's hard. And there's a feature in the game where you can launch an SOS flare. So I spent a lot of time the day that I was the most sick responding to SOS flares and going out and helping people hunt their monsters and complete their quests. And there was something about like feeling helpless and super sick and then going out and helping people on their missions mm. that was like that felt really good that like made me made me feel better i don't know if it helped me actually feel physically better but it helped me feel emotionally better um and and helped me pass the time and and i really enjoyed that that was my geek therapy for the week nice it it helped your mental health yep absolutely yep that's what it's all about ali <laughs> i'm learning all this yes. <laughs> Ali, take us home. Yeah, well, I've got a, a weird one, but um, I think I'll I'll bring it all together at the end. Uh, this week, I watched a video on uh, NerdWriter. This is one of my favorite YouTube channels. Uh, NerdWriter does these great video essays about media, um, film, TV, stuff like that. And this week, he tackled um, an episode titled uh, Mr. Bean is a Master of Physical Comedy. And for those of you who don't know, Mr. Bean is this uh, character by the British comedian Rowan Atkinson. And um, what I love about Mr. Bean is um, it takes me back to my childhood. My family, uh, my parents are um, first-generation immigrants, and my brother and I were born here in the United States. And while my parents both speak English, um, comedy is something that is so culturally bound and there was often times where my brother and I might find something funny like we're really enjoying Saturday Night Live and my parents aren't Um, but Mr. Bean was always something that everyone in my family would find hilarious and Rowan Atkinson creates this character that doesn't really talk at all but the um, the character does all these just very visual, nonverbal, kind of funny things that are just everyday moments of life. So I watched this video. It brought back a lot of nostalgia for all those moments in my childhood when my family was like glued to the TV, like hilariously laughing at these episodes. And I texted it to my dad and I was like, dad, you should watch this video. It reminds me of like all those great times. And my dad watched it and he texted it back. He's like, oh man, I wish, I wish you could watch that now together. I missed that too. And it sort of led me to just for a moment, have this reconnection with my dad about the stuff that we all love. So, um, that's Mr. Bean. Um, and I, I, I've talked to other friends, especially other uh, uh, friends who come from an immigrant background. And it seems like this was a very popular show in many immigrant families. So that's it's the YouTube video, but it's a YouTube video for Mr. Bean. I, I love that it addresses like your story addresses the social component, right? Mm-hmm. That is sometimes so hard to, I think, uh, for people to, to connect to the mental health part. But Mr. Bean was a part of your relationship with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. And your whole family. I don't know. I love that stuff. Like, it, it's so important for me and my, my family, too. Like, I'm always uh, watching random stuff because my parents, my, my dad's like, oh, I saw this Korean action film. Like, you've got to see it. Then <laughs> so we can talk about it. I'm like, okay, just send me the name. I'll watch it. <laughs> my mom this week was like, you need to watch these two episodes of Madam Secretary. I'm like, all right, I'll bring up CBS All Access. I'll watch it so we can talk about it. And and that's like, that's really important to me. If I, if I didn't have those things to connect with them with, uh, I don't. I don't know what our relationship would be like. Yeah, and it's important to have that stuff. Yeah, I agree. So that's it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you, everybody, for for sharing your stories, and uh, Ali for challenging me. Always, <laughs> I'm always here for you. That's what. <laughs> um, so for more geek therapy, go to geektherapy.com. We're uh, on Twitter. We're at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue A Cardona. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Ali is at Ali Matu. Anything we've talked about and links on how to find us and all sorts of links to to Geek Therapy stuff will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye. Question cue. <laughs> <laughs>
You just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.